It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, it's Chris Russell here. Another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. So this is going to be an interesting episode because uh, I, I guess in full transparency, kind of misunderstood what I was supposed to do uh, with a long audio feature uh, that the guys on the Locked on NFL channel and for our Uh, Locked on NFL podcast wanted me to play in yesterday, meaning Monday's episode, and I kind of screwed up. Uh, So we're going to play that today. And then on the next episode, on the next episode, we will have the Redskin selection and as well my reasoning and the reaction to the pick and why I made the pick and what the Redskins are thinking about doing from the whole entire crew so we're gonna have it's a it, it it's a little bit lengthy it sets up the Redskins pick so we're gonna have that for you coming up so we're gonna have a couple short segments here and then we're gonna turn it over to that and then we're, that's how we're gonna end the show uh today and then um again we'll have a more normal show the next episode but this is still gonna be fun this is still gonna be a lot of good information let's start with this um, real quickly off the top, Landon Collins was a guest of Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and uh, Molly Quirum, I believe is how you say her last name. She's married to Jalen Rose um, on first take on ESPN on Monday. And Landon Collins, you know, listen, he's in a no win situation here, but it's a he sells it well. Let's just put it this way. He's asked a question of. You know, would he be okay with Dwayne Haskins, essentially, or Tua Tonga Viola? Now, you might say, well, of course he's going to say Dwayne Haskins, right? That's his teammate, and they played together last year. Yes, and that's obviously the right answer and the politically correct answer, but it's also notable that Landon Collins is an Alabama guy and, what, five years removed from Alabama, so it's not that long. Part of the reason, I think, why he was attracted to coming to Washington was because of Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Sean Dion Hamilton and others and the commitment uh, and the fact that the locker room was already built in an Alabama-type style, at least, or you know that's what they were trying to build. Again, it it would have been understandable, I think, if Landon Collins had chose to go with Tua Tonga Viola, or if he said, "Look, I can't really make that decision," you know. And then, of course, we would have been debating, "Well, what did he mean by that? And why did he do that? And why didn't he answer that?" But he said, "Quote: I love Tua, and I love Alabama. We drafted a first round quarterback last year, meaning Haskins." I think Tua would be a great asset to our team, but we already have one. I think we should keep the guy we have now. Kind of curious that he doesn't mention him by name in this particular quote. Uh, 
And when he's prepared and when he knows what he's doing on the field, he's gunslinging, pushing the ball down the field and making plays. That's how I see it. When he's prepared and when he knows what he's doing on the field, which is an obvious reference to how unprepared and how unready he was and how little he knew last year, which is partially on the coaching staff and a lot on Dwayne Haskins, period. A lot. Um, So that's kind of interesting uh, right away. He also talked about Haskins being a coachable guy and giving him opportunities to be on the field, uh, quote, putting him in the right positions to read the right coverages to get us some points and get us some W's. That's what he needs. A great coach to have faith and believe in him. Does Ron Rivera believe in him? We'll answer that next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Chris Russell with you on LOR. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so we'll finish this story up because, quite honestly, there weren't that many new newsy story items uh, coming from the Washington Redskins on Monday outside of what we talked about uh, on our first episode of the week, uh, Sunday night into Monday, which was covering the Jordan Love situation and Cameron Clark uh, and all of the different rumors there. The question is, does Ron Rivera love... Dwayne Haskins. Um, And I said, look, I said this on 106.7 The Fan on the radio on Monday afternoon with my buddy Chad Dukes. I said, I think they like him. I don't think they love him. And I think that's fair, quite honestly. You might disagree with that. You may not want to hear that, but I don't think they love him yet. I said, you know, they could fall in love with him if they get everything that they want to see and more. You know, if he works his butt off, if he's studying in the playbook instead of just shooting Instagram videos, if he's more interested in knowing what he's supposed to do in the system and in the film room than he is in his Simba clothing line or whatever it is called. Um, You know, all of these things are what they need to and want to see. See, Redskins fans blame the media for this. Those Redskins fans are completely out to lunch, completely out to lunch. They don't know. So I'll just keep saying it. The coaching staff wants to know and wants to see how dedicated Dwayne Haskins is before they fall in love with him, period. It's that simple. And remember, not everybody is always a fan of who you think they are. I'll leave it at that. So the bottom line is this. Dwayne Haskins still has a ways to go to prove himself, and that's okay. You're not supposed to totally prove everything in year one especially when you're working with as dysfunctional of an organization as the Washington Redskins. But the bottom line is, is he got it done or he'll get it 
he'll get an opportunity to get it done, I should say. Uh, the other thing that we haven't brought up, and we'll do more on this as we go along, um, you know, once again, Urban Meyer doubled down on his best quarterback ever to play at Ohio State thing. Um, and he said, basically, if the Redskins surround Dwayne Haskins with excellent players, he'll be a great quarterback. If they don't, he won't. And he also said something similar about other great quarterbacks. And yes, that is true. The bottom line is the more talent you have, the better off you're going to be. But that wasn't the only problem last year. Let's be honest. Again, you just heard Landon Collins basically say he wasn't prepared and he wasn't ready. And some of that's on the coach and some of that's on the player. Period. 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 So we will um, get back to a little bit more of what Urban Meyer had to say in the next episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast because we just don't have enough time to do it right now. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up was Tua Tug of Viola told Mike Loxley, his former offensive coordinator at the University of Alabama and currently the Maryland uh, head coach, that look, he doesn't fear injury. He's playing a violent sport. And Tagaviola, you know, basically said, look, I'm not playing badminton. And he's right. He's not playing badminton. Now, the problem is, is he's playing in the NFL. And some guys have a slithery way to avoid big shots. And some guys have a way to avoid injuries. Tua Tagaviola has not. And Russell Wilson, just for argument's sake, who he's been compared to, obviously lefty-righty, can, period. It's all there is to it. Some of it is luck, some of it is skill, some of it is anticipation, timing, rhythm, all of that. But the bottom line is, is Tua hasn't been able to. And whether people, you know, some people are disputing the broken wrists that Mike Lombardi Reported on last week, I don't know because nobody's ever heard of them besides Lombardi. Um, certainly, I trust him, but some people are disputing that. I don't even need the wrists. You know, Tua, I have no doubt about it, is a great dude and wants to play and will try his butt off. But I can't sit here in good conscience and tell you the Redskins should pick him at number two when they've already done what they've done Kyle Allen Dwayne Haskins and on top of that then have the injury factor to worry about with Tagovailoa even if he's really really good you're never going to know whether that guy can play or not in all likelihood all right coming up next to round out the show we will set the scene for the ultimate NFL mock draft, which is available right now on the Locked On NFL channel and podcast. The Locked On NFL podcast, Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson, the whole crew, uh, the draft dudes and everybody in between. They've done about half of the first round. So go check out starting with Friday's episode. You can see who we picked for the Redskins, the Bengals, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Giants, and then, of course, through the back part of the top 10 and into the teens on the Locked On NFL podcast. Go check it out right here, right now. But coming up next, we'll set the table for that particular show on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're finishing up on the Locked On Redskins podcast, and as we mentioned, we're turning you over to set the table for the NFL Mock Draft special that we're doing. Uh, with all of the Locked On NFL hosts and experts making all the first-round picks and even into the second round with the analysis and everything to boot. Let's get you started. They've been playing the game their entire life. From the playground... I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm drafting number one. Maybe. To their high school. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. To the university. We have 95 players here. So accomplished as athletes in high school. We gave them full scholarships to the best football program in the country. Now, their lives are about to change forever. Become your mom's favorite player? Whoa. This is Locked On NFL. And this is the Locked On Podcast Network Mock Draft. Welcome to the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. Brian Peacock here alongside former NFL scout Matt Williamson. We will take you through the first round plus in a network-wide mock draft. All 32 teams represented, even those without first-round picks. Hosts making picks for the teams they cover. Our friends from the college side of the network with profiles on each one of these prospects that get selected in the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special, why they are considered worthy of first-round selections, and analysis from my co-host, Matt Williamson, as well as draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, and the Locked On NFL Draft crew, Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak. If you're listening to this kickoff episode on a team-specific podcast, you can follow along all week, every pick, throughout round one on the Locked On NFL channel, teams are talking trades, so you may not know exactly where your team ends up selecting. We'll conclude this draft next Friday, checking in with those teams in round two who didn't select in the opening stanza, some of which might jump into round one before it's all finished, and recapping everything that went down all week long. Matt, I'm pumped. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm very ready to do this thing. This is a very cool event. I think people will enjoy it. We've had so many new subscribers since last year that didn't get to enjoy it. So you're in for a treat. You're in for a wild ride and a really well put together whole situation here starting right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was one of the most popular. It was the most popular show on the NFL side of the network last year. And I expect it to be even bigger and better. And the way things are right now in the world and wherever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you are well. And I hope this is something fun for you to listen to all week long. Matt, as the Cincinnati Bengals go on the clock with the opening selection in the Locked On NFL mock draft, you've been through this. What are teams doing in preparation the final days and minutes leading up to the first pick for those specific teams? Well, this year, who the heck knows? I mean, (laughs) I'm sure that there's things like, you know, the the electronics or the IT people are coming to everyone's homes to make sure everything works, checking, double-checking, 
doing all that kind of stuff. We mentioned before, you know, maybe you could run mock drafts in terms of let's try to just do a, a whole walkthrough basically of how this thing's going to work. If we're going to make a trade, who's in charge of calling this team, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, in olden in the olden days and the not 2020 draft, most of the hay is in the barn really a day or two before the draft. I mean, you might be calling agents of your favorite people to make sure that prospects didn't fall down the stairs or that knee that you're worried about isn't <laughs> flaring up. But for the most part, things should be done a couple days before the draft. Let's check in with some of our analysts here on the network. We have a pair of NFL draft shows, draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Dudes podcast. And let me just tell you, as a couple of draft dudes, we are really excited for this Locked On Podcast Network draft simulation where each host is going to make the picks for their team. And uh, I know it's not the real thing, but it's pretty damn close. And this draft promises to be very exciting with all the dynamics between the teams with multiple first round picks and all the quarterbacks. So, Kyle, uh, I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Yeah, the big mystery here is, from the quarterback perspective, how many can we get to go early? And then the other fascinating subplot is, when does the offensive tackle run start, and how fast does it go? Because there's generally considered to be four top offensive tackles. There's generally considered to be three top quarterbacks. Maybe a fourth with Jordan Love if he sneaks in there remains to be seen. And the order of all seven of those players who are feasibly top 12 talents coming off the board is going to be a really interesting scenario to see how it actually plays out here. I think just as interesting as the offensive tackle discussion is the wide receiver. Everybody knows this is a really deep and talented crop of receivers, but there's really exciting guys at the top of the board. You know, could we see six, seven, eight guys go off the board in the first round? When does that run start? And uh, who are those late first round guys that uh, teams that, you know, like the Packers or or like the Saints and Eagles and, and Vikings? Who do they get if they are a, a left kind of picking the later half of those top tier pro prospects? So uh, offensive tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, the NFL is a passing league. And you can tell that this um, this draft is going to really help these offenses be more dynamic. Yeah, it's a deep class, and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to see players that in a typical class are probably off the board by 20. They might be lingering here in the late first round, early second round. So lots to look forward to, lots to get into. Looking forward to see how these teams start their drafts. Hey, everybody. Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak from the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast here with you. Excited to go on this journey of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. Ben, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's so many things that could happen in this mock draft. What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, it's always nice when you're able to get 32 guys, each of whom knows their team as well as the host in the Locked On Podcast Network do, and they can control for their pick. And then you have the freedom for things like trade negotiations as the pick comes off the board. You have the ability for surprises as each individual analyst focuses on their guys. I think, number one, we're not. it's not going to be a typical mock. It's not going to be like what we no, see definitely when not. only one person controls all 32 teams. There's going to be a lot more aggressive moves. So I expect to see 
big trade ups. I expect to see surprising picks. Yep. And that's that's the reality with these. When you're controlling just that one team, you go and get your guy. That's what we see in the league. I guess that's what we'll be seeing in this mock as well. I'm really interested to see how the offensive tackles go here in the first round because it's just the possibilities are endless. We saw that in our guest mock draft series that we're doing on our podcast. But, I mean, what other positions are, are big ones? Quarterback, wide receiver, probably, right? Well, I think, yeah, I think that when you're making these sorts of picks and it's it's catered to your audience for your podcast, you're tempted sometimes to go for those sexier positions. And the sexy position in this draft is undoubtedly wide receiver. So to me, I'm really interested to see. We know the big three will come off the board and Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Who's wide receiver four? Who's wide receiver five? And just how many can we fit in this first round? Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ben and I are going to be back with you recapping a lot of these picks throughout the mock draft. I'm very excited, so let's get it started. Okay, Matt, we're here. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Is there any doubt what the Bengals should do here? They earned the right through their poor play in the 2019 season to be drafting number one overall on everybody's list. It seems to be the same name, the same prospect that should go first overall. If their phone is ringing, should they even be answering it, or do they know who the pick will be with the first overall selection in this draft? I mean, you answer it, and if someone offers you a godfather-like offer, you consider it, and you still might not even say yes. I mean, I think Burrow is the super prospect. He would go first in almost every draft, you know, nine out of ten years. That's a gift, and the Bengals need it. He's an Ohio guy. They need to sell tickets. They need to sell jerseys. The offense that he falls into isn't in that bad a shape as first overall selections go. So I think it's kind of too good to be true. All right. With that, this draft is underway. Let's go to the hosts of Locked on Bengals and get the pick for Cincinnati. Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. The first overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals easily and without second thought select Joe Burrow. In fact, Joe, we received no calls in the war room for the number one pick. I guess everyone just knows not to ask. And I don't think we would have considered any offers anyway. So we make this pick. This pick has really been made since maybe late December when the Bengals lost to the Miami Dolphins in week 16 of the regular season and clinched their first overall pick. Joe Burrow went on a tear in the playoffs after that. And the Bengals will finally get a franchise quarterback. First time they've drafted number one since 2003 when they drafted Carson Palmer out of USC. They're in that position again. The roster has been turned over on the defensive side through free agency. And I think they're looking at this squarely of saying our Super Bowl window opens again if we draft Joe Burrow number one in 2020. That's right. The Bengals don't just spend money to spend money. This is a strategic injection of funds into the defense to make themselves competitive while they have Joe Burrow on his rookie deal for five years. He's, of course, expected to come in and be a day one starter in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is still on the roster, but will not be on the roster by the time training camp comes around. He might not even be on the roster by the time the draft is finished. We are looking openly to trade Andy Dalton for whatever assets we can recover. And if that doesn't work out, he'll be cut before Joe Burrow shows up for rookie camp or for the first offseason activity that we're allowed to hold with these rookies this summer. Joe, how much better does Joe Burrow make this team? Well, the quarterback is the most important position. And I think we're looking at a guy coming off a historic college football season that many have said is the best 
passing performance throughout a whole season in the history of college football. What does he do better than Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton has been the Mendoza line for starting quarterbacks in the league for a long time. And I feel like all of the skills you look for typically when you look at college quarterbacks, usually they are the big guys with the strong arms going near the top. And you say, can they function in the pocket? Do they have accuracy? How's their IQ? How's their processing? Uh, how do they do off script? All the questions you normally go into tape asking with Joe Burrow, those are all the answers you have with him based on tape and based on what he showed this past year. All of those things are not in question. He has them in spades. It's the arm strength, right? That's the only area you really question. And I would say it's very similar to Andy Dalton. So it should be an upgrade in almost every area of quarterbacking other than that. And that's okay because when you look at the best quarterbacks in the league over the last 20 25 years, whether it's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, they all had those other features in their game without having a cannon for an arm. Simply put, Joe Burrow is the most influential recruit in LSU football history. In leading the Tigers to the 2019 National Championship, Burrow was fantastic, shattering school records and setting national marks that may not be touched. 5,671 yards and 60 touchdown passes for Burrow while completing 76% of his passes. His arm strength won't wow you, but Joe Burrow makes up for it everywhere else. His decision-making is elite, just six interceptions on the 2019 season. He's the son of a coach and a film room junkie. There's a story about LSU beating Alabama, getting back to Tus- from Tuscaloosa to Baton Rouge, and when Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, got to LSU football ops that night to go get the cutups of the film, Burrow had already beaten him there. Burrow has very underrated athleticism. Not only was he a high school quarterback, he was also a high school basketball player. And his ability to move the chains with his feet is something that many have overlooked throughout this process. Burrow is a fierce competitor whose teammates love him, who rises in the biggest moments. Should Joe Burrow stay healthy, he will have a long, prosperous NFL career as a franchise quarterback. This is Matt Moscona of Locked on LSU, your source for LSU and SEC content every day. All right, Matt, there's the pick. Joe Burrow goes number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and there's a lot to like about Joe Burrow. I think maybe if you're nitpicking, you can find some knocks here and there about arm strength, which in some cases is completely overrated. And uh, I I like what was said by many smart NFL people in the past that the quarterback position isn't so much played with your arm once you get to the NFL level. It's played from the neck up, and I think that's where Joe Burrow really shines. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he is a good athlete. He has a remarkable head and poise and confidence for the game, processing, accuracy, He does not have a power arm, and that worries me a little bit considering the area of the country he's going to when it's sleeting and windy and, you know, in the NFC North and late in the year. We'll see how he deals with that, but that by no means would slow me down from making such a pick. He's a tremendous prospect. More Locked On NFL Draft special coming up. The Washington Redskins are now on the clock with the second selection. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for us here on this midweek edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, we will have the Redskins pick and the analysis for you coming up, but you can check it out right now on the Locked on NFL podcast. 
Just go to Locked On NFL wherever you download this podcast and you can hear who we picked for the Redskins and the rest of the top 10 and more. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being with us right here on LOR. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.